Attention everyone, the unpleasant truths you're about to hear are not a mistake. The realest show on the planet. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect management or its sponsors. This is Willie D Live with your host, Willie D. Welcome to the show. In the studio right now, ladies and gentlemen, we possibly have the fastest woman in hip hop. <laughs> this, this lady is a world class sprinter, uh, an Olympic sprinter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Carol Rodriguez, aka Carol Cakes, is in the building. Hey, hey, baby, what's how you up? doing? I'm doing well. So you're in town for the, the big Super Bowl festivities and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. This yeah. is my first Super Bowl that I'm attending, so I'm really right. excited. Right, and you, you picked the, the right type of event to come to. You right. Know, we, we got we got the big the big H Town versus ATL lingerie fashion show going on. I think we're gonna make this the first annual. Okay, you know, cool. We, we'll do that. Do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's let's get into this now. What came first here, the, ch- the chicken or the egg? You know, what you started? Did you started uh, racing first? Did you started running first, or you started rapping first? I actually started. People don't know, but I started rapping first. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I started rapping when I was like six, seven. I right. was really young. I have a story. You know, the two XL robot back in the day. The trivial questions. No, two XL robot. Oh, anyway, no, I, I didn't play with toys. <laughs> it was a trivial robot, and so my my mom had got it for me, and I like flew through all the trivial stuff, and then I just went and bought like a bunch of blank tapes and started recording myself. Right. Yeah, and I was like seven or eight when I did that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but would you? I mean, you bought this with your own money, or you? Well, what? the robot was my mom bought it for me as a Christmas gift to for me to study and to do right. like educational things on it and right. do the trivial questions and I flew through all the questions and I answered them back and forth and then I got tired of the questions so then I went and bought some blank tapes right. and I started recording and uh, one song that I remember I recorded too was Coolio Dangerous Minds that was the okay. first song I actually like recorded to okay. the instrumental. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now your mom is from New Orleans. Your dad is yeah. from Puerto Rico. Yeah. My mom's from the Ninth Ward in New Orleans, and my Ninth dad's Ward. from yeah, and my dad's from Puerto Rico. Ninth Ward. That's pretty gangster. <laughs> yeah. Hell nine. <laughs> yeah. So how did that happen? Did they tell you the story how they met? Oh well, they met in Pomona. Um, my which parents. Which is where you're from. Where's where I'm born? Yeah. Right. They were factory workers. My mom was a factory worker. My dad was a factory worker, and they met back way back then and they got married they had a steamy relationship yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to throw that in there <laughs> <laughs> right so 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 tell me this what what type of kid were you growing up like you know you seem very active I mean you you, you always got something going on yeah oh I was a major tomboy right yeah super tomboy um always been athletic and I was a bit of a troublemaker Right. I was, yeah, I got arrested at 13 for stealing. Stealing what? <laughs> just everything. I don't know. I would just, me and my friends would just do crazy stuff. But um, I got into track and field because it really became an outlet for me. And it was a way for me to, like, I guess, be able to express myself in a way. Because I did it through music at first. I was, like mm-hmm. I said, I was recording and writing lyrics. And I remember my mom had found this entire notebook of lyrics. And she was like, what the hell is this? Right. You know? And... After that, it was like it was a wrap for me. I couldn't really even write anymore because my right. mom was not having it. <laughs> and I guess the, the track 
training and all that stuff came in handy when you would steal. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, I got caught. Do you know, are you, do you, are you familiar with California at all? Of course. Cerritos Mall. Me and my friend got caught stealing out of Robinson's May at Cerritos Mall when okay, I was like I, okay, junior I high. I gotta admit, I don't know where Cerritos Mall is. What part of, where is It's that? near is Long that? Beach. It's like basically Long Beach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so how far is that in proximity to uh, a mall? It's about mm, 20 minutes away. Right. Yeah. So, so, so where, where are we going with this now? So are you, are you done with track? No. Um, like I've said, I competed for over 20 years of my life. Right. And I've competed in two Olympic Games, a couple world championships, and um, I have all four national records for the country of Puerto Rico. So for me just to, like, walk away right now, you know, at, at one point I wanted to retire, but I had to reevaluate everything. And for me, I really just want to, you know, I'm – I feel like I have one more Olympic cycle in me, but the training is going to definitely be different. It's not going to be the same. I'm not going to be training six times a week. I cut back and I'm training maybe three times a week now. And mm -hmm. they actually feel a lot better because I'm able to, my body's able to rest. I'm able to recover from intense workouts versus me training every day, hammering my body. Right. So, um, and I'm older now, I'm, I'm 31. And when I was like 21, that was cool for me to train every day. And, mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, it's in my system now. Like I've been running for over 20 years and my regimen, my diet regimen, everything is like pretty much embedded in me now. So now right. I'm doing it part-time, I guess you can say, but it's crazy because I'm running faster now. Right. So um, it gives me more time to focus on the music and focus on everything else as well. So I'm really excited about how this year is going so far. So yeah. the 200, that's your thing, right? 204, it was 400 Yeah, well, I, I started off as a 100-meter, 200-meter runner initially, right. and then when I was at USC, my coach threw me in the 400, and I ended up being really good in the 400. And, um, and which one do you have a record to? At USC or in Puerto Rico? No, no, I'm saying it's, well, both. Okay, at USC, I hold the 200 record, who was set by Inger Miller, who's a gold medalist in the 84 Olympics, and I have the 400-meter record and the 4 by one record. Okay, now, how did that happen? How did she get the damn gold? And you well she set that back record. she set that back in the 80s and so she was she set that record before so she i was got born faster. huh so she got faster well times were a little bit different back then um the way things are now like girls are running faster they're, now they're running faster yeah now. they're running a little bit faster now like that time that i ran at 22 two could still be a medal not necessarily gold because girls are running like 21 21 yeah. high now some of them not all of them but some of them are running 21 high right yeah. Do you, do you suspect that some of them are using drugs? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah. I had uh, Carl Lewis on the show, and, and Carl was pretty candid about his suspicions. Yeah, I definitely, because I mean, honestly, like, people on the outside don't know. They just see, like, these, you know, like, um, wonderful runners running these crazy times. But if you think about it, the human body and anatomy does not allow somebody to run these fast times over and over and over again without your body breaking down. You know what I'm saying? Like for somebody to run like 21 seconds, 21 seconds, like every time they run or run at least four or five times a year, that's really hard in your body to do naturally without any type of performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. So I definitely believe that there are people, men and women taking drugs for sure it's in the sport. I'm, I'm going to tell you like, it's beautiful to see them run though. Like I, I know, I know a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but there are some people that suspect Usain Bolt is, is using. Right. And, and Carl's, um, I, I guess his, his rationale behind the, the whole uses or his suspicions of, of uh, Usain using was that he said that 
for years, the United States dominated and they were on top. And then all of a sudden, you got to use a small country like Jamaica come Jamaica. out of nowhere right. and just start blowing everybody out of the water. Right. I had never really think about it, but he's right. I mean, right. You know, I mean, I feel like it works both ways. Like there's people from the U.S. who were using it at some point as well. Like during the 80s, they said the 80s was a whole like drug era. Right. You had people from Canada, Ben Johnson. You had all these different people right, right. on drugs. And I think, honestly, you have to just look at the breakdown of the sport and see, like, you know, how was this person running? What were they running a year ago? What were they mm -hmm. running two years ago? You have to kind of research. Like, right. for instance, the South African kid who broke the world record at the last Olympics. This guy came out of nowhere and beat two world-class athletes who I'm friends with out of nowhere and just ran basically 42 seconds he ran mm -hmm. 43 flat and broke michael johnson's record and that looks suspicious because it's kind of like well where did he come from and supposedly he trains with like his 75 year old grandmother <laughs> so yeah. i'm like should i train with his 75 year old grandmother yeah, I, get, I get some of that i know so well, i mean what's your personal best in the, 200 in the 200 22 2 is my personal best almost 21 22 2 and what about the 400? Ugh, 51 30. That's not my best race. I would say the 200 right. is more. I'm more of a 200 meter runner. Right. Yeah. I ran that with a pulled hamstring. So, but 22 2 is my best time. Right. Yeah. Now, how does this work? Like, how does this work in our thing and, and being so dedicated to a sport? I would imagine that, you know, putting in the kind of work that you have to put in for your training that you wouldn't have a whole lot of time for relationships. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of dedication a lot of discipline you have to have a strict regimen diet training sleeping weight everything and so relationship wise you kind of have to be selfish in a bit you just have to find somebody for me like it's about being with somebody who understands the grind you can't have somebody who's always like worried about why you might not have time for them per se you know right. usually it's the opposite way around most women feel like they want the time and they're needy but you know i'm not the needy type i'm more right. so like focused on my career and stuff and so it's about being with somebody who understands that yeah. so yeah i see a lot of girls out there when they're running uh after the, the the meet especially the girls who are on the same team it's a lot of hugging and, yeah oh, good. <laughs> i mean how real is that like when when, when when you out there on the track and you running and you get third place she gets second or first right and you just just it like, depends. See now, it depends. It depends what competition it is. Because if it's the Olympics, it's real. Because you're just happy to get a medal. Because okay. all the training, all of the dedication, all the sacrifice, and if you make it on that podium at the Olympics, I mean, really, is that people just want a medal? I, I, I mean, would, I would want to go. You do want to go. I, Obviously, if I you want a silver. I'm telling you, you're not going to be. I mean, a bronze, a silver. I'm I mean, it's the Olympics. Like the uh, like, it, there's Man, differences. Championship, like, the best. Like the Olympics like, is met was is used to measure human standard and like human creation. So it's <laughs> like if you come in second yeah. or third in that, yeah, I don't think that's anything to be like ashamed of. You know what I'm saying? If you get a bronze or a silver, I think that's and I think it's just like the dedicate. Like you know, you finally. You know, maybe if you are a gold, if you're used to getting gold all the time, and then yeah. you maybe get a silver. Then you, I can see you being upset, but if but if it's like your first medal and you're like bronze or silver, then yeah. fine. But I mean, yeah. you got to take it as it is. Like track and field is like you show up 
and anybody can show out. You got to be on your A game. If you're on your B game and I'm on my A game, I'm going to beat you. And you could beat me all year, but if you run bad this one race, I'm going to beat you. Right. And that's just what it's about. It's like anybody's race. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I still would like it. <laughs> if I got that, here's the thing, like I hold myself to such a high standard. I just feel like if, if I come in second place, I, you know what, but as long as I do my best, if I do my best and I give it everything, I, I might be able to sleep, but it's not gonna be a good sleep. You know, yeah, I second see. place at the Olympics isn't too bad. Second place yeah. at like a like a normal race is maybe more upsetting. But I would much, say. But how much more of a difference monetarily does that make? You know, gold between gold and silver. It makes a difference. I mean, you can lose a race by a hundred thousandth of a second. You can get out leaned if you didn't see the 400 women's race with Alice, my training partner, my training partner. Last, uh, yeah, Olympic, Allison yeah, Felix she, is, she like, yeah, she was my training partner for the last three years. And um, she got out lean by the, yeah. by the Bohemian girl. And I so it can go just like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get out leaned and people were saying, well, that girl shouldn't have slid. This isn't baseball. But I'm like, I guess, I mean, I really don't know. Cause I'm, you know, it, it could happen. Anything could happen. It's just whoever shows up at that race. Was that a slide or more? It seemed like more of a dive. <laughs> a dive, like, a, yeah. She was in there. It was like, crazy, yeah. It, anything could happen, I you like know? that, though. That show, that, that's the type of person that I would get on my team. That's right. the type of person that if I'm getting ready to go to war, I want that bohemian girl <laughs> on my team because she was like, man, I'm going to sacrifice life, right. limb, right. everything. right. I want it. Right. And I just think like for track and field, I feel like a lot of the athletes go unrecognized. Like a lot of people don't know a lot of track and field athletes. Like a lot of people only think this the Olympics every four years when mm -hmm. we have a world championships every two year, every, every four years there's two, cha uh, two world championships. There's an Olympic, there's a Olympic games, there's Pan American games, there's Caribbean American games. There's so many different meets that go on right. throughout the whole year, but it never gets televised because of lack of, uh, market and media and attention that the sport gets and so right. it's good that you know track is getting more exposure but I feel like it should definitely get a lot more because there's so much dedication into the sport and I right. will call it the most unforgiving sport out of all sports right. out of football basketball out of every sport it's probably one of the hardest sports besides boxing for sure Carol yeah. Rodriguez <laughs> aka Carol Cake is in the building y'all <laughs> Listen, I checked out that new song you have, On The Rise. I saw the video, too. Thank you. It's good stuff. It's Thank good you. Stuff. I it, appreciate it. It, it looks real good. It, you know, is it, That's not your first video, though. I it's saw my another. first video. It is? It's my first. Cause I, the other, I saw you on another video. Uh, performance. Okay. You probably saw a performance. Um, that's my first music video. Yeah. First music video. That's a good start for first. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Who shot it? Um, well, I had a guy... I don't want to actually mention his name, but because, <laughs> yeah, he ended up being a little funny. But the yeah. guy who shot it, um, I actually had an editor from Houston who edited it, who did really good editing. His name is um, Gio. He's out of Houston and he right. has an editing company here in Houston. So I found him online and I think he did a great job editing it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of music, y'all, I know y'all can hear that music in the background. <laughs> uh, that's because we are live on set at the biggest Super Bowl party in the city. And so that's the music that y'all hear in the background. So don't be get, get, 
getting on your little comment section, <laughs> saying things like, man, y'all need to fix the sound, get a new engineer, it's the cameraman, it's swift behind the camera, you know, <laughs> all that type of stuff. You know, don't, yeah. do, don't do that, man, don't do that. <laughs> I, I want to get into a little bit more about your music. You know, okay. how, how soon can we expect an album? Um, very soon. I'm working diligently on it, and um, it's going to be called Carol Cake, Seven Candles. Um, I think 2017 is a good year to release it because both the sevens match up and um, <laughs> 2007 and Curl Cake Seven Candles. But I chose but the, the, the seven. Seven is um, well, seven is the number of completion. Um, it means to complete, to be able to fulfill and finish. And so I think that number is my number just because um, I'm a person of completion. I like to start something and then I like to finish it. I don't like to stop midway or half point and then start something else. Okay. So um, since this is my first LP, it would be, you know, completion, just getting it completed and having it done. So, right. yeah. Right. So I was, I was having this conversation with you earlier and I was talking about, you know, how you naturally, you know, you, you got a, a banging body. <laughs> And, and I guess, you know, people look at that and they say, wow, you know, but when it comes to you working out and you training, you know right. that, that when, you, when you're in that top shape, right. you're banging even harder. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, explain, explain the difference between, you know, not the difference, but explain how, how you have an advantage, you know, when it, when it comes to performing okay. based, based on the, your, your your training as an athlete oh yeah so i definitely feel like running track and field has gave me a bit of advantage when it comes to performing on stage because um i'm never out of shape <laughs> when i'm performing i never get tired um i don't run out of breath that's for sure right. um because i have lungs of a, a runner you know right. runs of like a runner for over 20 years so i definitely feel like me being in shape definitely plays a role in um performing on stage um, just the discipline that goes into being a professional track and field athlete, I carry it over into music and I put it into the music as well. So when I'm writing my own music or I'm recording in the studio, like I just get it done. You know, like I don't make up any excuses. I don't um, slack or try to like, you know, procrastinate. I just get it done, you know, because it's kind of the same way I'm on the track. And then um, it's funny because like a lot of my, you know, people always ask like, so are you nervous before you perform? And I'll tell them, like, nah, not really. And they're like, well, how come? Because, I, like, you know, you haven't been doing music that long or, you know, pursuing it that long. And for me, it's more about, you know, I actually get more nervous before I race because in a race, it's like you figure, you compare the two parallels of track and music. And with track, it's like you train months and months and months and months. You discipline yourself. You eat right. You lose weight. You have, like, this great sleep regimen. And you do all this training for months just to get into a race that's less than a minute. Mm -hmm. And you can lose it all right. in less than a minute. It exactly. could be over. There's no second chances. And that's it. Right, 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 right. So let me ask you this. Your politics. <laughs> what do you think about your president? Uh, I mean, is he your president? Because he nah, he's not my president. Nah. Is he's, he your president? Well, I'm from L.A. I'm from Cali. And you know that's a Democratic state. So... Right. Nah, he's not and, my and, friend. <laughs> I'm from Texas, and this is a Republican right. state. Right? No. How is it? I was going to ask you, how was it living here with yeah. the, in the Republican state? Yeah, like, we, how is it? Like, but, do you feel Houston the difference? A, Houston is a Democratic city, though. Okay. So, so we good out here. I mean, we we got a little bit more sense than, than everybody okay. else. You know. I mean, yeah, I'm not but, feeling none of his policies. I'm not really 
Yeah, I don't like anything that he's executive executive ordering. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I mean, I'm not shocked that he won because, you know, it just shows that like rich white men run the world, you know, wow. and that's just pretty much what it is. It comes down to that. Yeah, somebody that somebody who has no political or military experience is the president. Right. He's a reality star and a businessman, Man. and he's a president, which is crazy. <laughs> no governmental experience, but yet he's the, he's holding the highest governmental position in the land. Yeah. And you got to have a license to sell lemonade. Right. Only in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Carol Rodriguez, a.k.a. Carol Cakes in the, Cake is in the back. Yeah. I always want to say cakes, but yeah. Carol, that's that's because it seems like it's more than one of you. You just be able to <laughs> right. Carol Cake is in the building. Right. How can the people get in touch with you? Make sure you guys follow me on my Instagram. I stay very active on it. It's IMCRod. My Twitter is IMCRod. And um, SoundCloud is Carol Cake. And a YouTube channel is Carol Cake. And also, I have a show as well in Hollywood, DashRadio.com. Yeah. It's called Sports Run and Vince. I'm on DashRadio.com. So make sure you follow that as well on Instagram, Sport, uh, Sports Run and Vince. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Carol Cake's in the building. Look here, man. I like to tell y'all this. It's been a pleasure. It's been a thrill to let you know how I feel. Some make grit and picture fit, but the watch on my wrist say that's all you're going to get. <laughs> Until next time, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be great. No more talk.